going on, good people? This is Robert E. Holly and Andre Irving, and this is the Robin Dre Talk Stuff Podcast. Talking stuff and stuff about stuff, mad stuff, like stuff. Wow, stuff. <laughs> so today we're talking about uh, Phase Four of the Marvel MCU. So Phase Three ended with the awesome. Avengers Endgame. Yes, yes. Uh, and he had the epilogue with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home, which uh, we're going to talk about at another date. Um, if you've been listening, uh, you heard that we dropped our inaugural episode, uh, the Endgame episode, which was a little a little dated. I think um, Endgame, that episode was before we saw Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. Before that even came out. Uh, and of course, uh, they hadn't announced phase four by then. So uh, we're here to talk about phase four, which is all the Marvel movies, none of which have dropped yet, post Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. And so uh, they had two announcements uh, that they made. Very big uh, announcement at this year's San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Uh, a few movies, a few Disney Plus shows that are going to be in line with the movies as opposed to other Marvel shows, which are run by like Marvel Television. So Marvel Television shows were what? Uh, basically the Netflix and the ABC series. They were basically coordinated by Jeff Loeb, who is actually a pretty good comic writer. He's got some really classic stories under his belt. Uh, he's basically the Marvel television equivalent of Kevin Feige. The way, the, the way Kevin Feige is with the MCU films, Marvel television has Jeff Loeb. Right. So, uh, yeah, so the ABC shows, well, I think it was only one or was it two? Only one. Uh, no, two. Peggy, Peggy Carter. Carter. Yeah. Uh, which was all right. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has seen better days. Um, and then, yeah, the Netflix shows. So Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, uh, Daredevil, Punisher. Punisher. Hell yeah. Defenders. <laughs> yeah, Iron Fist. <laughs> Iron Fist. And then they have uh, on Freeform, they have Cloak and Dagger. Um, and on Hulu, they have The Runaways. They're also going to do four uh, animated shows based off of some obscure characters, one of them being Howard the Duck. And uh, they've announced, is it Hellstrom? Is that one of the Marvel? Yes, Damon Hellstrom. Hellstrom. So Hellstrom. He's basically the son of the devil. Okay, so Hellstrom's getting his own show. They had announced uh, a Ghost Rider show, but it's been canceled. Uh, They scrapped it. And it was supposed to uh, star, uh, what's his name, Diego Luna. Um, he yeah. played Robbie Reyes. He played the uh, Ghost Rider from Shield. Right on Agents of Shield, not Johnny Blaze, the classic Johnny Blaze we all know and or love. Danny Ketch. or or he. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Reyes had the the muscle car, but yeah. for those that are unfamiliar with the Ghost Rider character, uh, he's basically your. Well, he's the MCU's spirit of vengeance, and he picks human hosts to inhabit. So you have uh, multiple ghost riders throughout the years. There's been 
more than the ones we named, but like the main, main one that most people are familiar with is Johnny Blaze. Right. And, and the damn thing changed. Yeah. Johnny Blaze and the damn thing changed. <laughs> and uh, Danny Catch was the follow-up to Johnny. Uh, Johnny eventually took this, the ghost back. And now Robbie Reyes is also running around now with uh, his version of the Spirit of Vengeance. But he doesn't ride a motorcycle. He has a muscle car. Yes, he has a muscle car. Uh, and the car was actually pretty dope. Uh, his arc on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was pretty cool. And uh, one thing that was really cool about it was they did not discount Johnny Blaze being in the Marvel television slash cinematic universe. There was an episode where you see how Robbie Reyes got the Ghost Rider. Of course, they didn't show the dude's face, but he was on a motorcycle. And it was safe to assume it was Johnny Blaze. So it's pretty cool. Um, I was excited about the show because uh, Diego Luna was a fan favorite for people who did watch the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. version. The way his arc ended kind of went into Doctor Strange territory. So it was kind of different. Uh, the show was evidently supposed to uh, kind of ignore some of the lore that was set up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But he was supposed to get his own show. It would have been straight to Hulu. So it would have been darker. Uh, I was excited about it. It sucks that he's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Uh, but you can't see Diego Luna in. He's the new Terminator. Yes, in Dark Fate. Yeah, he's a term, new Terminator villain. Yeah, but the rumor is that his show got canceled because rumor is Kevin Feige wants to make a Ghost Rider film with Johnny Catch. Awesome. Sorry, Johnny Blaze. Pardon me, Johnny Blaze, which is awesome. And a lot of people were starting. To, um, an article came out in Hollywood Reporter about a week ago. Think um talking about Marvel Television might be scrapped because at the moment the only shows they have are Runaways on Hulu. Uh everybody knows sadly the Netflix shows were all canceled. Um and the four cartoons that are coming out and Cloak and Dagger hasn't been picked up for a third season yet. Um, and then this new house room that's coming. So essentially they only have two shows. Unless mm-hmm. they save Daredevil. Hashtag save Daredevil. Right. Right. But a lot of people think <laughs> a lot of people think when that comes out, well, no, I guess hashtag save Daredevil. Yeah, hey, it's definitely hashtag save Daredevil. Oh, sidebar, we recorded our New York Comic Con episode earlier, but I don't know if you saw New York Comic Con weekend, there was a save Daredevil party. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Cox, Daredevil, showed up. Some other people showed up. I don't think Vincent Nafrio. I don't know up. if he showed up at the party. He was at New York Comic Con. Yeah, he's a big uh, supporter of the Save Daredevil movement. I know one of the bigger announcements was um, Tom Hiddleston, Loki himself. Yes. Jumped on the Save Daredevil bandwagon. Sure did. So um, you folks out there at Marvel slash Disney, you better listen to Loki. He's coming for you. Yeah. And, and you know, a little glimmer of hope. Uh, the... Uh, the actors do have a little bit of, I won't say pull, but they do have a little bit of power in their voice. Uh, another sidebar, we're drifting off course. But um, <laughs> if you, you might not know, but a few weeks ago, uh, Marvel and, well, Disney and Sony kind of parted ways uh, with the whole Spider-Man thing. So meaning Spider-Man would no longer be in the MCU. Because, Which didn't bother me, by the way. 
It did not. Right? It did not bother Right. It did not bother you. Again, we're going to save a lot of Drake's commentary on Spider-Man for another, <laughs> for another conversation. But um, that last Spider-Man, we, we will say that Dre was not the biggest fan of it. Yeah, it was that. It wasn't bad. It was just sad. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so oh, the point I was trying to make was um evidently after, you know, plans were kind of scrapped for a third Spider-Man movie in the MCU, uh negotiations broke down. Evidently, Tom Holland called up Bob Iger, uh, the CEO of Disney, and talked him into, you know reaching another olive branch to Sony and making it happen. And so it was announced that Spider-Man will be in the MCU for at least another Spider-Man solo movie and uh, another movie, which they haven't announced. You know, they're real funny about the announcements. Yep. Um, And they also implied that Spider-Man will be, have his own universe under the Sony banner, which was already started with the Venom movie. And, um, Jared Leto has been filming a Morbius movie. Yes, Mr. Michael Morbius, the living vampire. The living vampire. So that evidently is going to Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man, is going to be a part of that universe as well. But uh, on to what we're here for today. We're here to talk about Phase 4. So Phase 4, some announcements were made during the main announcements, the big, big announcements were made during New York Comic Con. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off the list, and then we're just gonna go one by one about expectations, things we've heard, uh, excitement levels. Maybe let's do that one out of five excitement level. No, uh-huh. the, the whole H San Diego Comic Con uh, reveals. Yes. Uh, so and and evidently, I mean, it was a big deal. The upper brass at Disney really took it seriously. Uh, Alan Horn, who I forget what position he holds. At Disney, but the CEO, Bob Iger, who I mentioned before, he was there. Sidebar, another sidebar. Robert Iger's memoirs just dropped out, talking about his 15 years at Disney. Um, big thing with Robert Iger is he's the one who pretty much took Disney into this new phase of Disney where they bought Pixar, they bought Marvel, they bought Lucasfilms, they bought Fox. Um, definitely check out that uh snatching up everybody yeah snatching up everybody snatching up our childhood like i've been saying <laughs> i've been saying pretty much if disney were to buy either hasbro or mattel they would own pretty much all of our childhoods from anybody at least from what the the 60s all the way through the 90s they would own our entire childhood but another i digress uh, the movies that were announced in phase four are black widow May 2020. May 2020. Uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier, which would be a show, a miniseries on Disney Plus, their upcoming competitor to Netflix uh, streaming service. Uh, the next will be a movie, The Eternals. After that uh, is a story of Shang-Chi, which will be their first Asian starring Asian role. Starring Asian yeah. role. So first. Marvel Cinematic Universe with a lead Asian actor. Actor and pretty much cast. Uh, and the subtitle for that is The Legend of the Ten Rings. And we're going to get into that <laughs> when yeah. we get to that that H- movie. Hinting at 
possibly the Mandarin being finally done properly. Right. And so we're going to get into that when we hit that movie. Um, another Disney Plus series, WandaVision, uh, which will be about Wanda and Wanda is Scarlet Witch and the Vision who died uh, in Infinity War. Died with finger quotes because we have no idea what's happening. This is true. <laughs> uh, after that is another movie, Doctor Strange. So this will be the second Doctor Strange. The subtitle for that is The Multiverse of Madness. Uh, after that will be another Disney Plus show about Loki, who is has been a fan favorite since... Definitely since the first Avenger movie, right. Yeah. Um, since he appeared. Uh, right. He said, whoa, man, Tom Hiddleston is great, and he also wants to save Daredevil. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag save Daredevil. Right. And then they have an animated series that's interesting. Um, I've seen some screen grabs, and the animation looks awesome. Uh, the What If, the Marvel What If. What If dot 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 three dots question mark. <laughs> Precisely three dots. Precisely three dots. And that'll be uh, on the Disney Plus streaming service as well. Uh, And that's an animated. uh, That's animated. So uh, next off, the Hawkeye series, which is cool. We're going to get into that. But I I think that's that's a cool idea to give Hawkeye a series. He's one of those characters who's kind of been pushed to the back a lot of the times. Just by happenstance, I guess you could say. So he's getting his own series. Again, on Disney Plus. Then we have Thor, Love and Thunder, which will be a film. Uh, And then they didn't announce this for. No, I'm not even going to get into that. Um, And then after (laughs) that, uh, we'll talk about it, but I'm not going to get into it right now. Um, Then they at D23, which is a Disney summit convention, a Disney fan convention. They also announced three other Disney Plus shows um, that are coming out, which will be Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, who's the cousin of the Hulk, right? Yes. In the comics. His cousin Jennifer. His cousin Jennifer. She's a lawyer too, right? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Um, And Moon Knight. Moon Knight is one of those that... Nope, nope. Let me stop. I keep getting ahead of myself here. I'm sorry. I'm excited. But we'll get into Moon Knight um, towards the end of the conversation. So let's let's backtrack. Let's go to Black Widow. Uh, with Black Widow, with her getting her own series. Uh, Not the, series, movie. Well, sorry, movie. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. It's supposed to be a prequel. So it's Black Widow's. It's prequel in the sense that it happens before Endgame and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, it's like a prequel. So it's like, but it's not like prior to, say, the first Avengers. So it's like kind of like an in-between kind of mission is what what they're putting out there. I think the thing that I'm actually most excited about with the Black Widow movie is that we're they're finally going to bring in the Taskmaster, who is a long-time uh, favorite along, among the comic community. He's basically a villain who has, like, the equivalent of, like, photographic muscle memory. So he can copy pretty much anyone's fighting style by watching them. So Captain America's fighting style, Hawkeye, like who we just mentioned, you name it, he can copy it and deliver it to the T. So he's basically a pain in the ass to deal with <laughs> in a hand-to-hand situation. So, so like once he fights you, he can pr- pretty much... He can mimic you. So you basically oh, fight. Wow. You can be fighting yourself or he likes to sometimes would mix it up so you can be fighting yourself and two of your teammates because he'll switch up Oh wow! to mix it up in between. Wow. So who have they announced who's playing him? 
who's playing the Taskmaster. Yeah. Uh, let me think. I gotta okay. check one second. And so I know another part of that cast is David Harbour. Is that his name? Yeah. From David, David Harbour is playing Red Guardian. Yes. And so David Harbour, you would know him from, you definitely know him from Stranger Things. He plays uh, the sheriff on Stranger Things. Um, I'm going to get into that on a whole other podcast. This last season of Stranger Things, I loved it. Did not like his character that much. I think they made him cartoonish. Anyway, I'm digressing. Uh, he's in it. And like Dre said, uh, they're going to touch into it's prequel-ish territory. Uh, a lot more background of uh, Black Widow. They've been asking for a Black Widow movie like forever. You know, people have been asking for that um, forever. She's not the first uh, lady woman to uh, get a solo movie, but, you know, and they, they've left, I think, between, I know between Avengers 2 and Endgame, they've dropped little hints about her past that haven't really been touched on um three things actually the first avengers as well i think um um what is it hawkeye mentions like submission that they were in yeah budapest? Su- yeah supposedly this budapest mission is gonna be the black widow movie okay uh and they they haven't named who's actually playing the taskmaster this time they so they've shown some set shots yeah because uh, i just did some searching so what was actually playing the taskmaster we don't know yet okay cool but yeah, so I know in the they mentioned this Budapest mission. Um, I feel like it's been mentioned a few times. I know it was first mentioned in the first Avengers movie. Um, in the second Avengers movie, there's that whole sequence um, with her as a ballerina as a child. Remember? Yeah, with the whole red room. And yeah, she's been sterilized, which pissed some people off, mm-hmm. uh, especially the feminists out there. Yes. Uh, and because they felt like it was just unnecessary, which it kind of was, I do kind of agree with that. Yeah, it was like an unnecessary layer. We didn't, we did not need to find out that not yeah. only was she sterilized, but she considers herself a monster for that. Which that was a silly line, but right. Yeah, but of course, I mean, it would be who of Marvel to you know delve into that for this movie, and then um, and this even when it happened, when so by now we're expecting you have all seen Endgame, so. Plenty of spoilers in here, but um, one aspect, and it was really a throwaway, but it was immediately my first thought was like, okay, she's coming back. Um, yes. Was the fact that they had mentioned her father. They just had this like throwaway line. Her father's name was blah, blah, blah. I think the Red Skull. Yes. Ghost Wraith Red Skull <laughs> that watches over the Soul Stone. Right. And mentioned her father's last name or her father's name and stuff, so... You know, that's enough. This is like three big plot points that the movie is more than likely going to touch on. Um, And they were filming. They've been filming it in secret for almost a year before they announced it. They didn't really make these announcements until what, July? Yeah, summertime. Yeah. And they've been filming, uh, well, speculatively. uh, I don't even know if I use that word right. Um, But they uh, they've been filming the movie since the top of the year. Uh, so yeah, so they show footage. Evidently, the footage is dope. We couldn't find bootlegs of it online, uh, because Marvel's real quick about yanking that stuff down. Yep, taking uh, hand going, no, 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 no. Uh, that Matumbo finger, right? No, no. <laughs> so, uh, so what do you on on? Let's uh, scale to one to five. What's your excitement for 
the Black Widow movie? I would have to say a 3.5, mainly because I'm, I was never really a big Black Widow fan in the books. She was like kind of there. But I am curious to see what they do with it. And like I said, I am looking forward to the Taskmaster jumping into the mix. So let's see what they got. You know, spy thriller, Taskmaster, Red Guardian. Let's see what's happening. Yeah, I'm I'm about at a three. Uh, I do, you know, I love Scarlett Johansson, even though she's put a foot in her mouth a lot recently. <laughs> um, Who you telling? Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, them expanding her story. I do think, you know, come on, they're giving her own movie and she's quote unquote dead. Uh, even though Dre's filled us in in the past about the deaths in that whole realm. Deaths associated with the soul stone. The yeah. soul is typically gets trapped in the soul stone. You know, they don't really die. Right. Yeah. So the soul stone in itself has a pocket universe within it. Right. Traditionally. Comic, Tra- traditionally. Comic book wise. Right. So we'll see if she comes back. I think she's going to come back. Um, you know, just going into the the whole contract thing. You know, these are actors that they've been using forever. So they're probably, I think they're still going to be involved in this next phase. Probably not as much. You want to bring new characters in anyway. Yes. But um, so, yeah, Dre gave 3.5 on the excitement level. I'm at about a three. I do, lo- I do like David Harbour. I enjoy Scarlett Johansson. And like we mentioned, there's a few plot threads that are still dangling for Black Widow. So, you know, <laughs> the next one is the series. So these, this is a series. This is a mini series. Can't remember the um, episode count. I believe it's six. I don't think for it's, the Falcon. I, yeah. I, I think it's six. Yeah, I think it's six. Uh, so it's the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, and this will be canon to the MCU. As opposed to all those Marvel television shows that were mentioned, uh, except for I'm sorry, I'm digressing. Peggy Carter, I mentioned this in the uh, Endgame one. I did like the fact that uh, they finally brought somebody from a Marvel television show into the movie, even though he didn't have a speaking role. The um, Jarvis, the guy who played Jarvis in the Peggy Carter series, Jarvis, who Tony Stark's computer was named after Vin Jarvis whose consciousness is in vision or was in vision. Uh, they brought that actor from the television show into the movie, which was a first because they haven't really bought any other actors who are on the television series into the Marvel television series into the Marvel movies. So that was pretty cool. Back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. Confirm so six episodes, six episodes. Uh, that it's going to be a series. So series are always cool for character development. Uh, word is Mr. Bob Iger has given them budgets, movie budgets uh, for these TV shows. So where, I mean, if you think in its earlier seasons or mid seasons, Game of Thrones was like one, maybe two million per episode was a pretty expensive show, but let's say if they were in like the 2 million range, or I'm trying to think of another show because I might be lying. Game of Thrones might've been more, but in the, by the middle of the series, let's say if that was 2 million per episode between like 10 episodes, uh, these Marvel shows are getting budgets of like 150 million for six episodes. 
So they're really looking to give these like movie budgets. So with that said, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's going to be a series. They're going to be able to delve a lot deeper into these characters. How do you feel about that? I'm looking forward to it. Um, they have they haven't really divulged exactly what they're going to get into. Today. So a lot, lot, a lot of these things with the this next phase in Marvel, it's kind of they're they're basically dropping information like in little tiny breadcrumbs, and you have to like go through and like take your little morsel and nerd out yeah and, and sn- snack on it for a few few months before you get your next piece get your good nancy drew on but they the thing was there there's two things with this series i'm not sure if bucky aka the winter soldier and the falcon will be super buddyish due to the events of endgame and they kind of seem to be getting along a little more or would they have the same dynamic that they had in civil war where they kind of they kind of have like a little bit of rivalry between them, so I, that's actually one of the things that I'm actually curious about. They were friends by the end of Civil War, kind of sort of, yeah, kind of sort of. They were still taking jabs at each other. Oh, mm-hmm. kind so kind of sort of. Yeah, okay. Uh, but one of the, the cool things that it's that's going to be popping up with the new series is that Zemo is not only returning. Oh yeah, let's go. Uh, so Zemo was the main villain in Civil War, mm-hmm. who basically was responsible for tearing up the Avengers. Right. So he's hands down in the MCU, he's, with the exception of Thanos, he's probably the most effective villain in the MCU. And he didn't even throw a punch to do it when he did. <laughs> Word. Word. So Zemo's supposed to be returning for the series. Played and, by Daniel Brühl. Yes. And he's going to be in full Zemo costume this yes. time with the purple sock mask and the whole night. Yes. But that's just something the fans have been screaming for. And they actually showed it, I think. He teased it on his uh, social media. Account. That's what it was. Okay. So, yeah. So, he teased it. Um, And, yeah, Zemo, even before I even knew the name, I remember. Because, again, I'm not big on the comics. I definitely collected Marvel cards, traded cards. And I do remember him being the purple suit guy. Yes. <laughs> with the, like, a yellow... Headband or something. Yeah, he usually has a yellow crown around his, uh, over on top of his sock mask. So he has his face, yes. his purple sock mask, yes. and then a crown over the sock mask. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Accessories. So, so, yeah. So in Civil War, he didn't have any of that. No. No allusion to it, no nothing. But uh, he's supposed to be in that, um, in the series. They're also bringing back uh, Sharon, pick, Carter. Sharon Carter, um, played by, I don't have the her name at the moment. Um, but it was the sister who starred in the show Revenge on ABC. She's a very good actress. Um, and she was also in Civil War. Yeah, she was in Civil War. Yeah, everybody loved that. Uh, which you know now it's weird because in Civil War they were kind of pairing her with Cap. Her with Cap, and then they they did date or kiss or something. They kissed. Like that. Yeah, and so, I feel like they alluded to like a date in another movie or something like that, even though she never popped back up. I just know, and as far as the MCO, MCU goes, Steve Rogers is keeping it in the family. Yes. <laughs> so so she's in it. So there's a lot to work with. Um, it's I'm, I'm excited for it. I am. I'm really excited. Um, I can already say I, I give it a four and a half, maybe a five. Um, I like uh, just even off camera. I like, uh, damn, Anthony Mackie and name Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan. <laughs> Sebastian Stan's chemistry uh, on screen when they were fighting Spider Man in Civil War. Um, 
their chemistry was just awesome. Uh, Falcon wasn't really in in game, right? He came back in the end. He came at the very end. He got snapped away on your left. Right on your left. There you go. Um. So, but yeah. So I like their uh, their chemistry. I am excited about this one. Like I said, four point five. I might even give it a five. Uh. Also, just the fact that it's a series, you know. So they have more than a two hour, two an hour, two and a half hour span, just to unpack these characters a little bit more. Um. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And then a uh, little side note: they are saying that the Falcon will not be Captain America in this movie. Right. Sorry, in this miniseries. That he will still be a Falcon, which is something that I actually clapped about. Yes, because you had a ton to say about. Yeah, so I am not, like, I, I diversity does matter, and I am going to say outright that uh, representation does matter as well, but I'm not a big fan of the swapping. Right. So, like, the race swapping and all that stuff. I understand you want to include people, but... From from my where I sit, it feels creatively lazy to me to do that. Mm-hmm. That rather than two things, you do have characters that fit the demographics that you want, so you can elevate them, right? Or make new ones, which they're making new comic characters all the flipping all time, all the time. So like reimagining old characters, it just feels like just creative laziness. You're just trying to have this thing bumped in to cash out on something else. Right. And I'm going to jump off the cliff real quick and say, as a black person, there is no black person that's looking to make a name for themselves by being the second version of something yeah. else. Of this another is demographic. Regardless of what the demographic is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Falcon be Falcon. Thank you. Now, okay. So <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So with that said, because now I'm thinking one of the more popular, we're jumping, uh, other universes, Green Lanterns is like John Stewart, right? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. So with Green Lantern, it's a core. It's a it's a whole ah, it's true. a group of them. It's a squad. It's a, it's a, there's a multitude of Green Lanterns, right. so it that works. So it makes sense. So hey, why couldn't there be a black one or gotcha. Asian or whatever? Rather than saying, okay, Hal Jordan, you're your brother now. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay, or like Korean Hulk. Yeah. What's yeah. his name? The, the Incredibly Awesome Hulk. The Incredibly Awesome Hulk. Not the Incredible yeah. Hulk. The Incredibly Awesome Hulk. Or totally Awesome Hulk, I think, is his name. is is a series. And right, so now that was a thing with the whole all-new, all-something Avengers that Marvel yeah. kind of rolled out back in 2012. And those books didn't really sell a whole lot, so mm-hmm. they kind of dropped the idea. Right. And but... The- the thing with the totally awesome Hulk, with the Hulk suddenly becoming Korean and they killed off Bruce Banner, it's it was weird because the character Amadeus Cho was being gets just getting popular for being Amadeus Cho, uh, and then as he's getting popular, just being Amadeus Cho mm-hmm. and what he brought, he's the Hulk now. It's like, all right, got you. Thank you. No, thank you. Got you. <laughs> got you. And uh, a little Easter egg, I guess you could say, Amadeus Cho is if you remember, there was a Korean doctor who helped make Vision, right, um, in the second Avengers movie? Maybe. I'm not, I actually don't remember. Yeah, that's her. That's in the comics. She's a comic character, and her son is Amadeus Cho, who becomes the totally... The totally awesome Hulk. The totally awesome Hulk. Yes. Not the Incredible Hulk, like Bruce Banner. The totally awesome Hulk. So, Dre, so Falcon and Winter Soldier... Out of five, what's your excitement level? I'm looking forward to Zemo, which is kind of weird. 
<laughs> so like I think this is the second second one in a row. I'm like you're looking forward to what the villain is doing <laughs> more than anything else. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Zemo. So uh, I'd say about a four. About a four. Okay. A four. Okay. Cool. All right. So next, and this is all Dre. I just have a few. No- I have a little bit of knowledge of the. I definitely know who the actors are who have been in it. Uh, who are cast for it? Or a lot of them. Um, but next up is, and they're actually filming this movie now. Yes. The Eternals. With Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta, um, the show Atlanta, a good old Morehouse alum. I actually remember seeing him around campus. He is, I think, a year ahead of me um, from Morehouse College. Uh, oh, man. There's a sister, and I do not know her name, but she's actually deaf. And um, she's been on The Walking Dead for these past two seasons, maybe three. Um, She's actually in the film, and I just found this out like two days ago. Um, But she's in the film, and she'll be uh, one of the first deaf superheroes. Uh, And we will find her name. You know how we do. We'll spit out her name in a few minutes. Um, And then who else is in it? You said Angelina Jolie. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Uh, That's for your Game of Thrones people. From Game of Thrones is another. Rob Stark is in it too. Stark Brothers, pretty much. Jon Snow and Rob Stark, the um forget his name, but he's on a he has his own show, The Bodyguard on Netflix. Um, but the the young man who plays Rob Stark, he's in it. Who else? Summer Hayek. Summer Hayek, yes. Some Got some hitters in this movie. Yeah, uh, that's actually one of the one of the things that when I I, I get baffled about when uh, some of these directors, uh, not to knock on their work, are actually knocking on the MCU, like the superhero, just not even just the MCU, just the whole superhero movie boom. And it's just like, man, stories are stories as long as it's well written, even if it's your bag or it's not. Everyone's here to have a good time, and if these stories didn't have any quality to them they wouldn't be pulling in this talent word word they would not be pulling in this talent word. to come in and work and not only, not only work but be dedicated to sign on on multi-picture deals and and it's not like these these are starving um artists or actors they're established folks that actually don't really need the money say that again bro <laughs> like they really are because yeah, there's angelina there was, jolie is not fiending right and there was no reason for glenn close to be in guardians of the galaxy right <laughs> glenn right. close doesn't need right. to do shit right for anybody right it's <laughs> true man hey uh who else i mean there's plenty there's plenty of like top benedict cumberbatch benedict, yeah come on come on and oh what is it little side note um they were actually they wanted joaquin phoenix to be Doctor Strange. Yeah, he didn't want to do a multi-picture deal. Right. He wanted he wants his freedom to run loose and just be Joaquin. And I understand that. He's a he's he's eccentric, that guy. Yes. And <laughs> so we are recorded recording this uh the week after the Joker came out. We saw the Joker. It was awesome. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix deserves, Drake keeps saying this, deserves what? Uh pretty much every award that gets flung <laughs> at him. Uh, I I had like the movie as a whole. Well, oh, we're, we're gonna we're get into that. Around. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do another uh, another day. Another day, we'll do another podcast on the Joker. Um, but the sister's name from uh, The Walking Dead. She plays Connie. Uh, she's one of the. She is the deaf character. Um, and she's actually 
Nah, uh, I think an Emmy Award uh, one. No, a Tony nominated Broadway performer. So like Jerry said, these top caliber actors that they get in. But her name is uh, Lauren Ridloff. And she is going to be and she's going to be playing Makari. Yeah, I guess it's pronounced Makari. I am. I, I didn't read the Eternals a lot when I okay. was, you know, digging through my comic life. I actually have researched in my comic book reading lately. Happily so. Yeah, some new things are, are are popping up that has caught my eye and my interest. But yeah, as far as the Eternals art goes, um, I've got like passing knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really dive into the books, but it is a, a Jack Kirby original work. For those that aren't familiar with who Jack Kirby is, he's he was one of Stan Lee's number one collaborators back in the sixties and seventies. He also did some time in DC where he created Dark Side and a bunch of other. Uh, classic characters as well. So he has worked for both DC and mm-hmm. Marvel. And he turns he's pretty much like the number two in like Marvel law, right? For some people, he's like number one. So it depends who <laughs> yeah, you ask. This is true. This is true. That's a that's a heavy debate. If you look into the Stan Lee versus Jack Kirby debate online. Oh, also, because you know I like putting out on AMC has a documentary series produced by Robert Kirkland, the creator of the Walking Dead, the first episode was about Stanley and Marvel. And they really delve into the friction and what happened with Jack Kirby and Stanley. Check that out. It was the first episode of that series. Forget the name of the series, but it was about comic books. And they did pick it up for a second season. So should be coming back out in the spring. But yeah, check that out. Yeah. And to be fair to Stan, he, he even though he and Jack Kirby had a falling out, he he did he has often been quoted as saying that he didn't make this stuff by himself. Right. That it wasn't just him. And they did and he says like a lot of reason he gets the attention now because he's the only one alive. Yeah, that's very true. That's very <laughs> I'm true. Just here. Right. <laughs> right. So um so yeah, so Eternals, what I guess what's their big claim to fame, if any? Well, the concept behind the Eternals is that uh the Celestials who the Celestials are basically higher upper level beings who are responsible for a lot of ins and outs within the entire multiverse of Marvel. And if you've seen um, the first Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie, they do have a segment where they kind of talk about the Celestials and wasn't nowhere like a Celestial head, the, the planet nowhere. I believe so. Yeah, it was like the head of a celestial. So just so you could have an idea of how big the celestials are and their contribution to the Marvel law lore, there you go. Yeah. So what the celestials did is they basically worked on and experimented on early humans and that became the Eternals. And the Eternals were supposed to be basically like protectors of realms of existence and planets and and so on and so forth nice so this is essentially more prequel than the first captain america movie right like thousands of years i think it's supposed to take place maybe i don't know like the the span of the film i don't know what's what's gonna happen they haven't specified okay because the the exact plot of the film they're still sitting on it and keeping it quiet Mm. and doing what they do okay Tight raps, fake scripts, and all that. Other yeah. <laughs> so, so, do you think we might see Galactus in this one? 
Maybe. <laughs> Anything is possible. We yeah. might see Galactus. We might see Galactus in whatever Fantastic Four rumors floating around. Yeah. There's also Silver Surfer rumors floating around. Right. Silver Surfer's debut was, he was a, a herald of Galactus. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a wonder. I mean, I know they're trying to establish some of these newer characters, but I mean, they don't really have that many new characters. So um, in this next phase, not that I'm looking at it, um, but I don't know. I hope they start sprinkling some of these Fox um, acquisitions, uh, acquired characters into it. Uh, why I think we might get some, if not, like kind of how they did uh, Thanos at the end of the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if we get some of that of Galactus and Eternals. The big reason why, and even though I said the same thing about in my predictions, and I don't think we recorded any, any of this, but my prediction for Endgame years before Endgame was even a thing was that the post-credit scene would be a Galactus thing was evidently the rumor goes, oh, it's not even a rumor, uh, it's been documented. At one point in time when Fox still had the rights uh, to Galactus and the Fantastic Four, Marvel was trying to barter for him to be a bad guy in the movies. Did you hear that before? I've heard it. Uh, it wasn't confirmed. It wasn't? Okay. No. Well, that was the rumor uh, that, and I, now I can't remember, but they couldn't get him. Fox wouldn't. Fox wouldn't give it to him. But now Fox has been purchased. Oh my purchased. god! Purchased. So I don't know. Hopefully we see. So let's see. What's the one to five? What you got? I have a question mark. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I have nothing to go by. Like I said, I wasn't really reading the comics because. The comics didn't really last too long. It got canceled early. Oh, wow. That's one of the reasons that Jack Kirby got disillusioned with Marvel and went to DC. Mm. So his Eternals original arc was only like one or two years. Oh, wow. And then they got killed off. And that's actually how he wound up at DC and did the New Gods, which are New Gods movies coming out. Got you. Ava's doing that one. So the New Gods in DC, that's the space saga that Jack Kirby wanted to do with the Eternals. Oh, Okay, well, so we'll see. Um, You know, I still... Overall, when these announcements came out, there there was a sigh, a long sigh between the two of us. But I do do still think Kevin Feige has the, you know... uh, He's still innovative enough that he might surprise us with this one, just like he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, who a lot of people didn't have any knowledge of before the movie. Um, and you know, he bought this obscure team and made it what it made it. So I have a really just judging off the cal- caliber of actors in the movie. I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four in my excitement uh scale. Yeah, you're sitting on the based on what I see of who's working on it, something's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, the caliber, yeah, Angelina Jolie. You know, we're not talking about Angelina Jolie of the, the early 90s. Who might jump into anything? She's a established and heralded. Uh, I work when I feel like it. Actor, actor, director, because <laughs> she directs. Yeah. You know, and she's a dope director too. Uh, so you know, she ain't gonna waste her time. So, and we got you know we got um. There's another. There's a brother. Um, he oh my god, he made noise last year because he did an indie film, and he's on Silicon Valley. Um, Kamal. He's an Indian actor. He's in Eternals as well. It's a real diverse cast. 
He's in it. Um, Brian Tyree Henry? No. <laughs> he's, Brian, in it. he's black. He's in it. He's black. Though. I said that. That was one of the first names I said. Oh. He's black. It's the, the Indian. Oh, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Sorry if go. I butchered your name, sir. <laughs> but uh, he's, a, he's a good actor. He's funny. Uh, he's on Silicon Valley. Um, and he also had a film that he wrote last year. He was also on the um, the Twilight Zone. Oh, was Jordan, he? Jordan, uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Yeah. He, he was the first pilot episode. Oh, how'd it go? How, how was it? Played a comedian. You enjoyed it. Yeah. It was, like, it was pretty solid. I, didn't, I, don't, I haven't watched a bunch of episodes, but yeah. Was, oh, okay. I liked what I saw. Nice. I'm a big scaredy cat, so it'll take me a while before I go into Twilight Zone territory. <laughs> but next up is Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. So Shang-Chi is Marvel's resident uh, master of Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Numer- uh, proficient in numerous styles of martial arts. And he's supposedly uh, the son of the Mandarin. And what's his what's his superpower, though? Like, I think we talked about this before. I, I thought he was like multiple man somewhat. Like, can he multiply himself or something like that? Uh, no, he doesn't multiply. He doesn't have. He doesn't really have. Um, actually, no. Correction. He did. He does have self duplication. Okay. It wasn't like a, a a major element. So it, it with that ability, they actually depended on who's writing it, whether they wanted to make use of it or not. Um, but but his main thing is the mastery of kung fu, mm. and he has full control of his chi. Um, ideally, I think supposedly he can kick the iron fist ass, but. Nice. nice. <laughs> Who else is on the cast? I think Aquafina's in there. The cast for the film. Uh, we're supposed to finally get the Mandarin for real. So yeah. the story with the Mandarin for real uh, is and the reason why he's called the for he has the for real tagline is if you remember an Iron Man dose or was that Trace? One of the sequel, the Iron Man sequels. The third one. Ben Kingsley played the quote-unquote Mandarin. Yeah, the second the second Iron Man was with the... Um, Whiplash. Whiplash, yeah. Yeah, so in the third one, the storyline is Ben Kingsley is the Mandarin, but then it's revealed that he's really not the Mandarin, and he just took on the title. And if there was... That might be one of the biggest backlashes in all of MCU history thus far. Yeah, because people felt ripped off, including me. Yeah, very much so. Um, the way they kind of tried to clean it up was they did, and they haven't done it in a while, uh, what they call the Marvel one-shots. So the Marvel one-shots are actually what introduced a few characters who popped up in the movies to, if you remember, Alan Sickwell. He was, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that was actually Hydra the whole time in um, in uh, Civil Hydra. War. Right, Hail Hydra. But uh, he was in one of the one-shots. Coulson had his own one-shots. Uh, the awesome Clark Gregg, who's still on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, died in the Avengers movie, but he got his own series. Um Aliens brought him back. Aliens brought him. Yeah, they they use Cree technology. That's right to bring him back. And 
those the, there's a few really good seasons of Agents of Shield. I'll just put it that way. But uh, Sitwell popped up. Sitwell popped up in Agents of Shield. Um, he was finally killed in Civil War, right? Oh no, he was killed in Winter Soldier. I can't remember. Sitwell? Yeah, don't remember either. Okay, I think in Winter Soldier he was killed. Um, but anyway, the one shots. So in one of the the one shots, the one shot I guess that came with the DVD for Iron Man Three uh, was a short film starring Ben Kingsley. He's in jail. Uh, he's doing an interview. They're asking him why did you act like you were the Mandarin? Blah blah blah. The person who's doing the interview ends up being part of the Ten Rings. And if I remember... Which is like an MCU. It's like a terrorist organization. There you go. They've been hovering around uh, since Iron Man 1. So mm-hmm. they, they, they're they the ones that kidnapped Tony Stark in the first Iron Man movie, the Ten Rings group. Yes. And so they haven't really been mentioned much in the MCU since. But in this one shot, in a way to clean up the whole Mandarin fiasco of Iron Man 3... Uh, he ends up getting, I can't remember if he gets killed at the end or just broken out of jail and captured by the Ten Rings, which is pretty much telling you that the real Mandarin is out there somewhere. But this this one shot came out years ago now. <clears throat> Excuse me, like mad years ago. Yeah. Uh, you really, unless you're like a diehard Marvel MCU fan like we are, or um, just have the DVDs. A lot of people don't even know about that. But anyway, so the real Mandarin, that's the long story about who that is. The real Mandarin is supposed to finally make his appearance in Shang-Chi. Yeah, so and he's one, played by... one slight correction. Uh, so Shang-Chi is actually the son of Fu Manchu. Yes. Not the Mandarin. Gotcha. I, don't know if they, I don't know if they're going to play that angle up for the films. I don't know. They might swap it because mm-hmm. worried about... Uh, political correctness and all sorts of other things like Fu Manchu is kind of looked down upon nowadays as a stereotype. Oh, okay. Uh, but in terms of just the Mandarin in general, for those that aren't are unfamiliar with the Mandarin, just like every main superhero has like their like top villain. So they, you know, everyone has like their rogues gallery. So you have like Superman and Lex Luthor, Batman and the Joker. Mm-hmm. For Iron Man, that's the Mandarin. And the Mandarin is, he has these 10 magical rings that basically is a counterpoint to Iron Man's science. So his mystical rings is, so it's basically the science versus mysticism tug of war that's going back and forth between them. Which is kind of cool if you think about it. Right. Yeah. So did you figure out, did we find out who's playing the Mandarin? I don't think they've announced that yet. No, they did. They did at Comic-Con. They did? Yeah, they did. So we'll find that. But um, so, okay. So what's your level of excitement? I'd say a three. A three? Yeah, three. Uh, What I gave, I gave Falcon a four. I've been, I've been excited about the Mariner before and got kicked in the teeth. (laughs) And Shang-Chi didn't really read his books. So three. Okay. I think I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about a three, 3.5. Uh, yeah, Marvel, at least the MCU and on the heels of Black Panther, they've been uh, really responsible uh, or more responsible with cultural awareness. 
and whatnot. And uh, seeing as the Marvel movies kind of like to have their own genres um, for each movie, this is definitely going to be the Kung Fu, yes. the Marvel version of a Kung Fu movie. Which Everybody I'm was excited. Kung Fu fighting. There you go. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited about that. So I'll give it a 3.5. Next up is what everyone who has spoken about this on an official capacity has said will be hands down the weirdest, most batshit Marvel thing, Marvel Studios thing, um, is WandaVision. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. It's WandaVision, uh, which will be a Disney Plus show. So it's a show. Um, What I've heard about it thus far is that it's going to jump around between being like a Donna Reed-esque sitcom from like the 60s and 70s and then current Marvel movie-ish. It's supposed to be really weird. Um, I'm not sure. Drake can help me out on this one. I don't know if it's based on a specific comic arc. No. It's not? It's just based on the premise that uh, Wanda and the Vision do get together in the comics and get married. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, everything that's been pointed at this is just weird, 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 weird. Um, Miss Olsen, Scarlet Witch is going to be in it. Uh, Vision's going to be in it. Uh, not many details out about it outside of it. It's just going to be bad shit crazy. Yeah. And supposedly whatever's going on in WandaVision is going to lead into Doctor Strange somehow. Mm-hmm. So there's like a whole gamut of what the hell is going to happen with this particular miniseries. So it's it's a lot of really cool, cool shit. And the, one of those, also the other things that I'm curious about is... How or what will they be dealing with? So we we know that a couple couple given things in terms of the whole superhero movie genre. Even though like they had they play with the genre types, you know, like with Ant Man being a family comedy, mm-hmm. and you know the spy thriller that was Captain America: Civil War, and so on and so forth. There's always the antagonist, the the thing that they have to deal with, the problem. So out of we don't know what the problem is going to be for mm-hmm. WandaVision yet, That's or who. Or in what way will that be portrayed? And especially since based on what they've let out so far in terms of the whole throwback sitcom kind of 50s feel. Mm. And then, of course, somehow that's going to tie into a Doctor Strange villain for the next Doctor Strange sequel. So it's it's a big it's a big black hole of curiosity with that one. (laughs) And I, I mean, I'd like to I'd like to guess that. I venture to say that as we get closer to it, a little more details will probably be coming up or seen from other movies. Who knows? But uh, so what? What's your excitement level out of a five? Four point five. Four point five. I like I like the Scarlet Witch, aka Wanda. I like her a lot. She's actually one of the most underused MCU Avengers, even though she's probably the most powerful. So you like her. So you like her in the MCU or you like just the character in general across Marvel? Both. What do you like about it in the MCU? Because I feel like she, like you said, she's underused. Well, when she actually gets to do stuff, it's like, you know, when you really like pick it apart, it's like, oh, okay. Like, like shit. Okay. 
Because she had, <laughs> she had Thanos on the ropes, right? In Endgame. She was crushing him in yeah. his own clothes. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. She had him in the air crushing him in his own clothes. <laughs> you took everything from me. Right. Oh, so talking about taking everything from her. Oh, well, Vision. You think we're going to see Quicksilver again? I don't know. That's up to Aaron Taylor Thomas, that's his name? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's kind of disappeared. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's doing any movies now. Well, yep. what, he, what is mm-hmm. he doing? Something. So Aaron Taylor Thomas, who played Quicksilver. Now, we're talking about Quicksilver, who was in Avengers 2. Not any of the X-Men movies. It's a different Quicksilver. This Quicksilver, um, word is he only signed a one-picture deal. He only wanted to be a one-picture. Hence why he was killed. He took it because he was killed. The actor. But, um, you know. It's not impossible because one of Wanda's abilities is to bend reality. Mm, okay. So, so I think we're going to get some surprises in this yeah. WandaVision show. So, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm with Dre about 4.5 with that one. Next up is Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Uh, one of the first things that stands out to me are the M's. And with... Wanda being involved, Scarlet Witch being involved Mm -hmm. in these M's, and she has a classic Marvel arc. Do you think that Marvel arc is going to... You think in House of M? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to hit that yet. Why? Uh, Because to set up House of M, you need to set up Magneto, and you need to set up a whole bunch of Mm X-Men and mutants, and they haven't even flicked that with the... A fingernail yet, so yeah. that's there's a, there's a whole prelude to that. For them to rush on to rush into it would be a somewhat of a disservice, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't see that happening. Yeah. Especially since they they also have there's a rumor that the villain for the multiverse of madness is a nightmare. Okay, well that was a big rumor for the first Doctor Strange movie too, right? That yeah, but supposedly be- it's happening this time. That's that's what they're saying. Uh, but of course, Feige and crew are. Yeah. Sitting on it. Close to the best. Yep. What do you, what predictions do you have for this one? Or interest level or, you know, still I'm, Dr. Strange? I'm highly curious on what they do with it because they are actually outright saying that this one is going to skip be scarier shit. Oh, that's right. It's going to be more of a horror movie. And Steve, was it Steve Dickerson, Erickson? Um, the director, he comes from a horror background. Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson. He comes from a horror background, right? He did... Uh, he did some horror movies. Um, some of the more popular ones was it the Exorcism of Emily Rose uh, that he did. He did oh, crap. Yeah, he did Exorcism. Yeah, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. Sinister. Sinister. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. So yeah, he's done some recent horror movies that have been some big money makers and um, been in the the conversation of horror movies recently. Uh so. Yeah, and then, you know, Doctor Strange, if you think of the dangling thread, the big dangling thread, and it's so funny because I've been seeing memes. It's like, what was Mordor <laughs> doing all this time for all these wizards to oh, pop up? Baron Mordor? Baron Mordor to pop up uh, for all these wizards to pop up in Endgame. And he's supposed to be going around killing all the wizards. Well, that's it. That's that's if he didn't get snapped because he could probably have been snapped with everybody else. So. That's true. You know, the whole snappage community still <laughs> hasn't been fully disclosed yet. Who got who got zipped out and zipped back in? Right. So okay. So next up is the Disney Plus show Loki. Mm-hmm. 
I'm excited about this. Fan favorite Loki. Oh, did we do numbers? Uh, our level of excitement for Doctor Strange? No. Four. Sure. You said four? Yeah. Marvel horror movie. I'm curious. Yeah, I go to four. I mean, well, I guess pushing, yeah, because they could still do a PG-13 and shit. They, like you always bring up, they had blood, a guy's what, throat gushing blood in in game. Right. So they're pushing that PG-13. Right. So that PG-13 Ancient Mamas PG-13. <laughs> so I'll give it... I, I'm, I'm the same with that one. All right, so Loki. Loki, we already know who Loki is. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Currently on Broadway here in New York. Yes, what? get it. Um, and, people, he's, and he's on Broadway in the same play as Daredevil. Hashtag series, Save Daredevil. Yes. Charlie Cox. And that's what got him involved with the Save Daredevil uh, thing because he's with Charlie Cox. And Charlie Cox kind of... Yeah. So, <laughs> so Loki. So Loki has been so, I mean, I think ever since the first Avengers movie, people have been wanting Loki to have his own solo thing. Yeah. I've heard that Loki has some pretty compelling, um, like, series in the comics. Like, yeah, he, he said he said his own miniseries in the books. There's a bunch of stories. So, just like, uh, like say, Iron Man has Mandarin and Batman has Joker, Thor and Loki. Mm. And they, but they were buddy buddy by the, they were, you know, I mean, shit. That never Thor's lasts. whole arc never lasts. That never lasts. Well, oh, and okay. then, and then, based on Endgame and based on what we've heard so far, that this Loki is the Loki from Endgame. And the Loki from Endgame is pretty much. Loki up until the first Avengers. Yeah, the make you kneel Loki. Right. Neil! So he's still pissed off. This isn't the Loki that we fell in love with in Thor Ragnarok. It's the Loki we fell in love with before Ragnarok. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the same Loki who who died for his brother in the beginning of Infinity War. It's the Loki that wanted to kill his brother and his daddy. Right. And so this is the Loki who eventually uh, fronted like he was his dad. Yes. And all of that. So this is that Loki. Faked his death Loki. Faked his death Loki. So this is the Loki that we originally fell in love with. And he's getting his own series. And um, word, is, <laughs> word is he's supposed to be causing mischief throughout the timelines. Like in the 50s and shit like that. Yes. And jumping around. So this is going to be really interesting. We he escaped with the Tesseract. Right, so we already know that Tom Hiddleston is an amazing actor. He's going to kill it. He's loved, so they just need to, as long as they give him good material. And he has fun with the role. And He absolutely has fun playing a character. You could see it in his performance. Yes. He's having a good-ass time, and he wants to continue, and we should let him. Yeah. So this one's going to be, you know, this is going to be interesting. I like to work from... Uh, a lot up in the air as to where it's going to go, what it's going to deal with. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. So, I mean, I think just off the time, it'll sit alone. This gets a, if it's not a five, it's a 4.8 for the boy. I'm going to give it a four. A four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up is the What If series. What if, I mean, they can go in so many directions. And they will. And they will. Um, they've already announced that they're going to do the zombies, which Marvel Zombies is a big, has a big cult following as is. 
Um, one of the of the stories is going to be what if uh, Peggy Carter became Captain America? Captain America. So what if Peggy Carter? What if Peggy Carter was given the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers? Right. Uh, and these are going to be animated, and the voice actors are going to be the actors from the actual movies, the MCU actors, the majority of them. I doubt they're going to get uh, who played the original Red Skull. Oh, Hugo Weaving? Hugo Weaving. I doubt he's coming back as Red Skull. You never know, because mm-hmm. his main gripe, why he didn't come back as Red Skull, is he didn't want to put on that damn makeup. Yeah, this is true. But, I mean, <laughs> Ross, Ross Marquardt, if you you know who Ross Marquardt is, um, I don't know how to spell his name, but he's the dude who plays Aaron, I believe, on The Walking Dead. He got his hand cut off, so this season he's running around with no hand. Um, but the actor, Ross Marquardt, is a phenomenal impressionist. Um, Look him up on YouTube. You will not be disappointed. There's nobody he can't impersonate. And so in the uh, Infinity War, with the big surprise that I've been calling for years, (laughs) that Red Skull will pop up in in Infinity War, I definitely didn't expect it to happen that way. But anyway, he played Red Skull in both Infinity War and Endgame. So I wouldn't be mad to hear him playing the voice. Uh, He could do plenty of voices. Damn near anybody who doesn't come back, he could probably impersonate their boys. Um, but the What If series, yeah. it sounds... Oh, and Jeffrey Wright is going to be the narrator. He's going to be the watcher, right? Yes, Uatu the watcher. So for those that are unfamiliar with What If, it's not some random something that came out of nowhere. What If was a series of one-shot comics that came out um, around the say mid-90s. I used, to, I used to collect them as much as I could with whatever lunch money I could get together. <laughs> and basically, they were alternate scenarios to, like, favorite arcs or favorite angles of things. So it was just, like, exploring, exploring like, what if, uh, say, Archangel remained one of Apocalypse's horsemen, which I actually still have in, in, my, in a bag in my room. <laughs> or, say, what if Wolverine did not get the adamantium in a system or what if professor X was the villain or this literally can be anything. And yeah. it was just like, and sometimes there, there was a period that people couldn't actually like, you know, write letters in and vote and try to get a, what if arc and then oh, cool. they would write them up. And so the whole world's an oyster with that regard. And so super cool that Disney plus is kind of taking this, taking their toes into this whole, what if yeah. angle. That's really cool. And I mean, some people can argue and I think the Russo's even, kind of talked about it with Endgame, the way it went was kind of in the what-if territory, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, like with Talking Hulk. Talking Hulk and also dealing with the the whole alternate timeline concept. Yeah. Fat Thor has to be a a (laughs) what-if. One of their own, you know, I love Fat Thor. (laughs) Fat Thor and uh, again, we we recorded the, the New York Comic Con there was so many fat doors, and I was so happy. They would have had an army of fat doors that have made it even better. But um, oh, Funko Pop. <laughs> I need my fat door and I need them fatter than what you got on the market. <laughs> <laughs> Insufficient fat. Insufficient. He's not holding it down for the big boys. Uh, so excitement level, what we got? For what if? Yeah. I'm gonna give that a five. Yeah, I'll give that a five too. Because uh, I, I, I used to enjoy the books a lot when I was a youngin'. 
Nice. And again, we're talking big budgets. Um, If you are a fan of, damn, Love, Death, and Robots uh, on Netflix, which is an anthology series of shorts, animated shorts, I I believe, and we're talking about the Disney machine behind it, I believe the caliber of the animation is going to be up there, if not better. Uh, So yeah, definitely five. So, okay, here's one that we definitely got to talk about. Next up, Disney Plus series. So remember, there's a series talking about at least six episodes. Time to unpack shit. We're talking about my man, Clint Barton Hawkeye. Uh, He's getting his own series. Much deserved. Jeremy Renner is an awesome actor. I'm so looking forward to this. So looking forward to how they delve. They've announced that I think his daughter is going to be part of the series. And what's his daughter's significance in the comics? Uh, so, so at some point in the comics, Hawkeye kind of passes on uh, the Hawkeye mantle to a female, uh, Kate Bishop. So supposedly, they, they, again, this is like kind of here or there or somewhere in between. They, again, not completely, totally confirmed mm-hmm. by Feige and the crew that... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kate Bishop Hawkeye is going to take the forefront for the series with uh, Jeremy <clears throat> Renner uh, basically in there, but kind of like a, along for the ride as like a mentor in a mentor kind of role. Okay. I mean, as long passing the torch, as long as we can see some flashback to his days as Ronan, I do believe that they threw in the whole Mexican cartel thing, uh, that line that um, who had that line? He didn't even want to find him. Um, oh, War Machine. War Machine had the line. Rody. Rody, yeah. He didn't even want to find uh, Hawkeye Ronan because they never called him Ronan in the movie, actually. But everybody knows yeah. that that's the character. That's the mantle he took up when he wasn't Hawkeye. He was more of the samurai as Ronan. Getting killed. Right. But uh, Rody mentions him pretty much showing his ass and leaving a body of cartel folk uh, somewhere in Mexico. This needs to be shown. I don't care if it's watered down. I don't have to see no blood. I just want to see some badass death, death, Hawkeye, <laughs> thrown in action. They have to show that. If they don't show that, I will be pissed. Rambo Renner? I will be pissed. Yes, I will be very pissed. I don't care how good this series is if we don't see that and get a glimpse of that. Uh, because they definitely just packaged it with a beautiful bow. I will be pissed. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, I mean, Hawkeye has some story, you know, he uh, and a, a big complaint for the first Avengers movie was that, you know, he wasn't even Hawkeye for most of it. Yeah, he was uh, hypnotized. He was hypnotized. Uh, the reveal in the second one that he had a family uh, and everything outside of what we knew was awesome. Uh, and I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. What else? What are you looking forward to with that one? Not much. I'm not. I don't. Nah. Yeah. You don't care. No. You don't care at all. No. Nah. Damn, son. I'm sorry. Why not? I don't care. Damn, son. You don't care, <laughs> you don't care about Hawkeye and his avarice. Uh, not really. No. <laughs> like I, look, this is the thing with me. Some some characters they're better off as supporting characters, and mm. in my brain, Hawkeye's in that box. Mm. So I've I, I like my. Dealings with Hawkeye in terms of reading comics is just his activity with the Avengers. He's had some solo miniseries. 
didn't even glance in any of that direction. <laughs> and that was my next question. Yeah. No. Nope. So you never even no. Mm-mm. No knowledge, no. Mm-mm. All right. So I'm interested to hear what you one out of five. Two. Damn. Damn, bruh. Damn. Well, like I said, off the shit, uh, just wanted to see that scene. I'll <laughs> give it a hard 3.8. <laughs> yes. I definitely want to see. Yo, if they know you, that's going to be mad. I'm a, like, just go to my Twitter, go to my Twitter, go to my IG. The Rob's watching IG. I'm going to be, I'm going to be vocal about that. So the next one, and this is our, no, not our last one. This is our last one of the movies. Is oh. And then there's another movie that we didn't even mention that's going to be in here. Um, they announced it recently. The follow-up to Spider-Man, the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah. that <laughs> That's not... I don't even think that's like... They, they consider that an MCU phase. I think that they, that's going to be like a Sony-ish thing. You think? I, I don't know. No. Because that, 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 that makeup is still like... What is it? It's not, is it not even two weeks old yet? So... Yeah, I don't know what's uh, I don't know what's gonna happen. No, Feige is gonna be because no, because it's definitely gonna it has to be MCU. Marvel's flip Marvel's putting money into this one because they didn't put money in. That's the that was the other thing about the Sony Marvel deals for the Homecoming and Far From Home. Marvel didn't put up any money. Sony put up all the money, but Marvel was in charge of it. Like Sony got the last OKs, but Marvel like produced it, and that was the big thing. Because of that, they only got 5%. But now they're getting 25%, but they're putting up 25% of the budget as well. So it's going to be an MCU movie. It's going to be a phase four movie. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> but what are, what are some of the dangling threads from uh, Homecoming? I mean, yeah, from um, Far From Home. We got that he was outed. Yeah, that's pretty much the main one. Yeah. And James, him, I didn't like that at all. And him and MJ got their... Romance to push forward. Yeah. Um, Aunt May's may or may not still be getting hit on by Happy Hogan. <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah, Dre, again, a whole other conversation, but Dre wasn't enthused with uh, that last one anyway. Um, but the J. Jonah Jameson character, they, I think they do plan on doing a lot with him because even since the movie's been released, since this DVD release, uh, they've released like a Daily Bugle website yeah. with J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson still um, doing stuff. Uh, Basically being MCU's Alex Jones. Yes. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do. I do not like the fact that he was outed as Peter Parker by the end of the movie. I don't like it a bit. I don't. I don't. I don't like it a bit. Uh <laughs> The word is the plan was to bring it back to New York. Uh, uh, from what I've heard, they've heard a lot of the complaints about it being too Iron Man heavy, too Tony Stark heavy and leaning on that. And they're trying to, like, you know, make this one the Spider-Man be Spider-Man independent, blah, 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 blah. But again, with everybody knowing he's Peter Parker, I don't like that shit at all. They, <laughs> they, they, just, they just released that uh, he's going back to the... Blue and red costume. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't well, know what that's supposed to mean in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, the, the the whole him being outed thing pissed me up because it's like, 
The MCU already has everybody knows everybody's identity already. So let's have a super. Let's see y'all play with the superhero whose identity we don't know. And there. Well, that's the thing was he. So Peter keeps his identity secret to protect like his family members. So you got uh-huh. villains that may want to go, you know, kidnap yeah. or murder Aunt May. Yeah. So if they don't, there's Aunt May has no connection to Spider-Man. Aunt May is a little, little more safer and he can be Spider-Man a little more freely. But yeah. now. And it's also one of the things that kind of happened basically in Far From Home when Mysterio found out who his friends were, he targeted his friends. Yeah. So. But that's fine. But I mean, just like I said, on the the grand scale of like, I almost said the N word, bro, like they announced it on Times Square. Like, and yeah. It's like for the world. Like, it's, it's still different, you know? So I don't like that, but. Yeah, when that happened, I wasn't even like, oh my God, I got rid of I just threw my hands up and said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was um, just a, on, that was the cherry on the top of a shit souffle you already had for the movie. <laughs> but again, another podcast, we'll get into we'll get into the nitty gritty of that. But so, okay, so for the next one, you <laughs> what's your, for the next Spider-Man, what's your one through five? <laughs> my next Spider-Man? Yeah. Question mark. Question mark? Like, yeah. Come on, now nah, you got to give it a number. So one to five. Let's say zero to five, so you can work with the decimals if you feel like it. Uh, a one. A one? Yeah. Not a point eight. No. <laughs> one. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a probably a two. Um. All right. So here's another one that we've had many a discussion about: this Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> Jane Foster Thor making her appearance in the MCU. Yeah. So, I mean. The plus in this is Taika's back. Yeah. The director of Ragnarok. Yes. He's a dope comedic director. I look forward to it being very funny. Um, I enjoy Tessa. I enjoy what he did with Ragnarok because he really switched it up. I mean, like, if there was one Marvel hero aside from the Hulk, because his whole movie situation is different. But um, of the, not Marvel here, Avenger solo flicks that were waning, it was Thor. Like, and the fact that Ragnarok came back as hard as it did, and as good as it was, um, was all due to Taika. And uh, Taika allowing, you know, um, Chris Hemsworth to Show his comedic chops. That was awesome. So, I mean, Thor, Love and Thunder. I know you're pretty much, as far as the the, the female Hulk, uh, my Hulk, but same bag. Female Thor, you kind of said what you said in the... Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it's like another layer with the like the, the Jane Foster Thor thing. It's, it's also because... You have a situation with Thor where Thor is not his secret identity. It's not a persona. He's, mm-hmm. he's just Thor. Right. So it's like, oh, well, she's Thor now. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, so then she picks up the hammer. It's like, okay, but now she also knows how to fight. When when did she get her combat training? I don't know, but she's Thor. She has a cape now. She has a helmet. She's Thor Mjolnir like, a, like, like she's the best. Yeah. And you just say, okay, well, that, that's what it is. But... In the comics, when they pull that trigger, that was all part of that whole initiative, diversity. the diversity initiative. And I was, I was, and when he did that, I was saying, well, why not give Valkyrie something to do? Right. 
Right. Or Lady Sith. Very true. Lady Sif, who is actually in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to dial back to, I think Evangeline Lilly played her? No, Evangeline Lilly's Wasp. No, yes. Evangeline Lilly. Um, I'm thinking of another brunette. Yes. I can't remember her name, but she starred in she popped up in Agent, She popped up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She also. did. She was on an episode, two episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the second season. Uh, she was in the first two Thor movies. She's also the sister with the tattoos um on the show Jamie Alexander Jamie Alexander there you go um on Blind Spot she had her own show uh on NBC I think I don't know if it got canceled or not but uh it lasts at least three seasons but uh yes Jamie Alexander she's an awesome actress uh so yeah she could have you know yeah, so as far as the comics goes, she could have filled in uh, the the role for the demographic that they were digging for. So like the Jane Foster though felt forced and inorganic, and they eventually did drop it in the books, and <laughs> <laughs> and then now she's appearing in the movie. So yeah, gonna have to deal with it. So I don't know. I, I guess we're gonna be in like a well. I'm taking a see where it goes stance because it's here. Yeah, I'm and not I mean really angry, upset about it. It's just like yeah, hey, yeah, sure. And it's funny because Natalie Portman, um, I she I know she at one point in time she didn't want to be involved with the MCU anymore. So part of me feels like it was really uh carrot. Dang that yeah, carrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the feel. I don't, you know, I don't like to be that person, but I do feel that. Um, especially when she when she popped up in Endgame. Um, mm-hmm. Even though was that a rehash of old footage or it was a no, scene? Yeah, she was, was in it. Right? It was new. Yeah, um, because I know she had kind of had a little bit of friction, so I did kind of feel like once that was announced, I did feel like, eh, it's kind of. I love Natalie Portman though. For the record, I love. I've I've loved her since Garden State. If you've never seen Garden State, directed by Zach Braff, starring Zach Braff uh, from Scrubs, um, check that out. Awesome film. Um, but I love Natalie Portman, but I just, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, am happy that Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie's coming back. Yeah. Uh, I think they announced she's going to be a lesbian in the movie. A lesbian or bisexual. Or bisexual, bisexual, yeah. So, you know, um, I'm interested to see how they, you know, they handle, they handle it. Uh, you know, it's still a Disney movie. Uh they got to reforge me on there somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the times are changing. Uh, so I do want to see how they handle it because they this one thing about it is this movie is definitely going to have a lot of eyes on it. Um, just based on those factors. So one out of five, what you get? No question marks. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a three. Three. Yeah, yeah, I think most mostly due to Taika, Taika, mm-hmm. and Tessa, and yeah, and Chris. I mean, you know, I like Thor; he's fun. Yeah, Chris. So, and 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 again, not enough has been said about what the storyline is going to be. At least when they announced Ragnarok, we knew out the gate it was going to be a buddy comedy with Hulk, and everybody heard the Hulk aspect, and that was awesome enough. So, okay, so after they announced the Phase 4 movies uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, they also announced three more Disney Plus shows 
at the Disney fan convention D23 uh, being Miss Marvel, Mm -hmm. She-Hulk, and Moon Knight. Yes. So quickly, let's go through these. Miss Marvel, give us a background. Uh, Miss Marvel is Kamala Khan. She's an inhuman and she can basically stretch similar to Mr. Fantastic. And she takes on the Miss Marvel moniker because she looks up to who is now cap- the current Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Mm. So Miss Marvel was Carol Danvers's uh, name when the original Captain Marvel, the Cree Captain Marvel, was still running around. So when he died, she eventually took his title as Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. And so Kamala Khan, she took up Miss Marvel. And she's basically like a happy-go-lucky, selfie-taking <laughs> teenager, really. From Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, happy-go-lucky, selfie-taking teenager with her super inhuman powers. Nice. For those that are um, unfamiliar with the Inhumans, the Inhumans are... They are humans with a been tampered with, right? The yeah, they've been they've been they've been tampered with. Then there's a there's a, something they call a Terrigen Mist that can activate their uh, superhuman abilities. Right. And, and if they, you watched Agents of Shield, you get a you have a little familiarity with that. Yeah, so they're not mutants like the X Men. They're their own race of people, and the Inhumans, and their leader is the the Black Bolt. Which, oh, what, yeah. yeah, so that's one of the things that I'm kind of hoping <laughs> with Miss Marvel that we get a Inhumans done properly because their TV show was trash. Yeah, that was another, <laughs> that was the one TV show that we left out, a yeah, uh, live action show. Yeah, that TV show was trash. And I have a whole, I, I have a whole rant about that, um, but we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. But um, so, okay, so Miss Marvel and, and she's Muslim, correct? Yes. Yeah, and I know she's been a very popular character recently. I didn't watch it, but it was kind of on in the background. But Disney has been doing this Marvel uprising. The Disney Channel is a cartoon, um, and she has a story on it. And I was kind of watching some of it, and it looked interesting. But um, she was on the um the latest Avengers cartoon. Also, she joined the team. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so she's a teenager, right? Yep. Okay. So uh, not a lot of information, but she does have a she definitely has a major following in the comic book fandom world. And uh, she's a relatively new character, right? Yeah, she debuted in the comics in 2013. Yeah, it's a relatively new. She has a cult following. So she's a fun character. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, Are we going to do one to fives for these? Yeah. What's your what's your one to five? I'll give it a three. Three. Yeah. Because they're still, like, again, these Disney Plus shows are still, they're fooling with movie budgets. Uh, so it is interesting to see. Um, I'll, I'll go with three. I don't know much about the character, um, but yeah. So next up is She-Hulk. She-Hulk, Disney Plus show. Yeah, Bruce Banner's cousin. Gained her Hulk powers after a near-fatal accident, and she was basically bleeding out. And Bruce gives her a blood transfusion because they have the same blood type to save her life. And that infects her body and she hulks out and cannot change back. But she maintains her personality. So she's not big, angry, raging like the Hulk. 
No, she's pre-Endgame. She's big, muscular, still herself inside. Right. Now, one thing I remember, and I kind of, I'm kind of thinking about listening. Uh, we um, went to Comic-Con this past weekend, and Regina King was there during the Watchmen panel, and she was kind of talking uh, about this. And, you know, we're in this era where... Uh, what am I trying to say? We're in this era now where it can't be as much about the sexy and all of that, you know, objectifying. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like She-Hulk was, even though she held her own, yeah. there was a sort of an objectivity, objectification uh, of the character. A little bit, yeah. Tia had really, she's usually drawn with really exaggerated boobs unnecessarily. Yeah. yeah. And her sex appeal was definitely a large part of her character. Yeah, she she was flirty, but it wasn't. So what what's what has happened in the recent uh, years is she, her sex appeal is still there, but it's more so she's in command and control. It was never she was never out of control with it, mm-hmm. but it was just like they weren't balancing the, out the rest of her personality. Got you with it. And it, so just like with any character, regardless of who it is, whether male, female, including Superman, like the writers was like, whoever, who's writing it? Yeah. That's basically what you're going to get. Gotcha. 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 So, I mean, I do. I'm, I'm I, I do think, especially just where we are right now and in, in our times, day and age, I do think there's a I'm excited to see what they do with that. I'm really excited to see who they cast. Yeah. So. Who who do you what's your dream cast for the She Hulk? For the She Hulk. I don't know. I haven't thought about that. Hmm. Think about it. She definitely should be tall though. I yes. won't say that off, off, yes. off the rip. Uh she definitely has to be tall. Shit, if she wasn't in Eternals, Angelina Jolie. No. No. Maybe Angelina Jolie in the nineties. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Too small. Too small. Yeah. Oh shit. She the She Hulk is, is she's buff, bro. Really? Yeah. So she's like China WWE buff. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, the only person I could think of in recent times is uh, well, you didn't watch Game of Thrones, but Brianna Tarth. She she definitely she seems like she could fit that role. Um, but okay, so based on the lore of She-Hulk, the fact that the MCU is in charge of it, it's going to be a Disney Plus show, talking good budget, one to five, brother. Give it a three. I think I'm going to go with you with that too, on a three. Uh, but I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see what they do with it. I'm also looking forward to what kind of teasers and jewels they drop in the litany of other movies we've already uh, spoke about uh, to see how, you know, what they what they do with that. So next up, Moon Knight. Uh, this is our final show. Moon Knight. Now, Moon Knight is something that fans have been asking for for years, ever since they started the the Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people thought Moon Knight would be up next even before they announced the Punisher show. And then once they announced the Punisher show and they did Punisher, especially that first, I haven't gotten through the second season, but that first season 
Um, everybody said, oh, yeah, okay, well, Moon Knight can definitely be a thing and can definitely happen. And then it didn't happen because, you know, what happened with Disney and Netflix, but they've announced it. Um, the other thing is with these Disney Plus shows, as opposed to Hulu, Disney has been specific in saying that the Disney Plus offerings are still going to be family oriented or at least, you know, PG-13 ish. Yeah. Uh, so Moon Knight has a history, though. So let us key us in on that one. Uh, Moon Knight, he was a boxer and a mercenary. He doesn't really have like a, he's not really like super powered in like the superhero super powered sense. He's just like well trained um, and a little crazy. By a little, I mean a lot. He has like, a, <laughs> he has like one or two personalities within his person. Nice. Yeah. So. Uh, he also claims to have like prophetic vision. So like one of the things that they play off with a lot of his stories is um, the things that he sees, whether they're real, the things he talk about, whether it's real or not. So it's kind of like, you know, going in and out of his perspective and how he's dealing with mm. his shit. Is it more like PTSD or is it just craziness? Not crazy. Crazy? Yeah. Now, is he black or white? He's white. He's white? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I know there's the whole Egypt, Egypt, um, is there something with like Egypt in mm-hmm. the mix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not talk about it, brother. That. Talk about it, brother. Uh, you think they'll make him black? I don't think so. No. <laughs> if you guys are wondering why I'm saying ancient Egyptians were black, thanks. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yes, that that's. <laughs> Because <laughs> if I start talking, this is going to go for two hours. <laughs> we approach it. Oh, shit. We had 140 almost. So, so yeah. So, okay. One through five. For Moon Knight, that's also a three for me. That's a three? Yeah, I didn't really read his books either. Oh, okay. From what I heard of it, because my familiarity of it is trash, but from what I heard of it and the excitement that it generates, I'm going to give it a four. Um, Again, you know, it's in the Disney... It's a, it's under the MCU, so I think they'll handle it interestingly enough. So final, the final, final, final thing that wasn't really announced as a phase four thing, but it was the final announcement at Comic-Con. SDCC. Was, was Blade, played by Mahershala Ali. Yes. So I don't think we're going to rate this, but how you feel about it? I'm excited. excited. I'm going to rate it a five. You can give it a five? Yes. Nice, nice. is dope. Um, I am interested. The only thing I'm like, eh, about is again, it's gonna be PG 13, but again, in Feige, we trust, so we'll see. Hey, and um, the, the one of the things with uh, Mahershala's casting, you in he's word on the street is that he actually reached out and asked for it, mm-hmm. is that he can. That because one of the things that was really dope about Wesley's blade is like Wesley himself has that cool factor, mm-hmm. and Mahershala definitely has that within himself as mm-hmm. well. So that's gonna be he, he's gonna have that down pat. That's not gonna be a problem. So this is what what they do with it, where they want to go. It's it's it yeah, has right a in. crap ton of potential. Uh, I think it'll be dope. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Cool, cool. So yo, this was a long one. Uh, have to decide. We'll decide if we're gonna split this up or what. But um, it's a long one. But yo, this is our phase four. I was really, you know, I really wanted to talk about this. Uh, 
wanted to take some time for it to set in, for some more rumors and news to come out. Um, but we're excited. You know, we're Marvel heads, Marvel MCU heads. Love the Marvel movies. In general, and I touched on this, there was kind of a sigh from us when the news was announced. How do you feel about that now? Because now we're months after the announcement. How's it set in for you? Uh, for the the next phase of Marvel films? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm taking a let's wait and see approach. Mm-hmm. Let's wait and see. Let's see what they do with some of the new things they're introducing. Uh, I do like that they are trying new things. And I like that they're also introducing new characters. So let's see what they do. See what they where things roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will moan that I still have to wait years for the next Black Panther, but <laughs> that's that's like my only main complaint. But, yeah. Yeah. But they they might they might make some changes. They did you know phase three. We're supposed to get a humans movie that kind of got that kind of got moved out, swiped out, and then we we got Spider Man thrown in there. Yeah, and an humans movie done properly would be nice. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what this Marvel television thing looks like to post uh, Disney Plus. But um, man, I'm Robert Holly. Uh, we'd like to thank y'all again for sticking with us uh, through this phase four conversation. I'm Robert Holly. You can find me at Rob at Graveshift. You can spell out the at. So it's R-O-B-A-T Graveshift on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Andre Irving. You can find me on the Twitter. D-R-E Dre at A-T Graveshift. That's my Twitter handle. Hit me up. Any hate, any love, whatever you got. Yeah, and give us give us your thoughts on the podcast. Give us your thoughts uh, on anything we mentioned. Uh, and as always, you can find this podcast on robwatching.com. Please visit. This is the Rob and Dre Talk Stuff Talk podcast. Stuff. stuff, stuff, and stuff, and stuff. And peace out, son. Peace.